Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of the podcast. Today, we're talking about how to keep the creative flow going as a side hustler or entrepreneur. So how do we do that, Jennifer? How do we keep the creative flow going? Because it's something that I find difficult sometimes. Do you? Well, that's the whole point of this podcast. We're going to really deep dive. So knowing our background, my thing at the moment as I'm recording this is I've got a day job. I've worked in IT for over 14 years. And oh, Jings, for about the past five, I want to even say longer than that. Shall I go seven? Shall I say seven years? Are we just it... randomly number generator? <laughs> no. When did I launch my drop shipping business? I'm trying to think how long I've been a side hustler for. Do I think you did Is that, that seven years? During YouTube. Yeah, but I think Nathan was only just out in the world. So I'm going to call it, it could be actually six, six and a half years. Let's I've been six. a side hustler. Let's go with six. Six years. Six years of being a side hustler. So either being on maternity leave or balancing the day job and having other little income sources on the side. And to be honest, I think we all need to be a little bit of a side hustler right now. Nothing is secure. So if you're listening to us, the first motivational takeaway is please think about multiple sources of income. So this is going to be ideal if you've only got your day job or one source at the moment. So creative flow is, mm. is I find it difficult. So mm. I try to... Inspiration, basically. Yeah, I try to find videos for the Kempson house. And I suppose that is maybe a little bit harder than Mama Furfa in some ways mm, yeah. because it's quite open-ended. Mm-hmm. So I can make videos about anything, anything. I like, whereas Mama Furfa is quite focused on the financial and the investing Absolutely, and everything else. and success, yep. But the other side is because Mama Furfa is quite narrow, mm. that means that you've only got this one subject stream <laughs> and how many ways can you talk about money? So actually, a lot. <laughs> well, clearly there are a lot. You've yeah. got a ton of videos and you keep coming up with ideas. Yeah, no, but exactly. I think one of those things about creative flow is when you're in the zone, mm. you're really in the zone. Yep, exactly. And when you're not, then it can be difficult. Mm. And one of the things that I find if I'm not in a creative zone is rather than force it, rather than sit there and say, I'm going to spend half an hour at the laptop. Yep. Sometimes just giving yourself that space. You, we've all heard about writer's block mm-hmm. and the it's fact that people, thing. yeah, you, you, you're not as creative as you could be. And rather than force your way through it, sometimes you need a little bit of space. Mm. Now, the other side is too much space can mean that you're just not in that creative zone at all and you mm. find it really mm. difficult to get back into it. So there's definitely a balance. But I think a little bit of space sometimes helps. And also maybe spending a little bit of time looking for inspiration mm-hmm. also can help we're going to deep dive into this today how, aren't we go on, give us give us some tips how can we do this <laughs> well maybe before we go into the tips and strategies i'm really passionate about today's episode because creative flow i think is the secret sauce of a business okay so i think if you don't have and it ultimately goes down to passion creativity inspired products inspired services so really deep diving into 
you can your kind of whole job is being into service of people whether you're somebody selling products on Etsy or whether you're running a huge global corporation as somebody in business you're providing a service you're relying on other humans fulfilling a need and I think when we talk about creative flow and why it is the secret sauce to focus on as one of the key drivers for your business is without inspired action first of all I believe that you won't be really passionate about your business I think it will lose momentum and lose you don't want a job you don't want a side hustle or anything where you're just turning up to do the time but I don't you, think want you want to make it special you don't want another side hustle that feels like another job exactly and that's a side key. hustle i think should be something either that you find easy so it's mm. easy money or you find fulfilling absolutely and, and if it's same, neither of yeah. those then you maybe it's something. not it's not quite right and that's the same with a day job as well like we talk about an entrepreneur that usually means you're self-employed you really want to be starting businesses a where you believe absolutely you can deliver value impact but will it be fun because i think a lot of people in business lose that fun element when the money comes in and it's that balance so that's why this creative flow i really see as being that kind of fun joyful play inspired action inspired products inspired services how do we keep that and nurture it because i guarantee at the start of an idea you will have that light bulb moment that then led you into being a side hustler an entrepreneur you'd have had that ah yes that's it you're in the shower and you're thinking this is missing from the world I could do that and you're excited you work hours and hours in your spare time you don't need to get paid anything you just want to see your product come alive and it's that passion that kind of determination believing in a goal before all the other stuff comes in people telling you it won't work you know you don't think you're selling enough all that other you know baggage it's that spark that your job is to really keep alive. So yeah, today let's kick off with some of the strategies that I use. So one of the key things for me, and obviously we work on the company, um, our Denim Banana Media, the whole corporation, you kind of help me volunteer. You volunteer? <laughs> well, we both work together on it. Yes. So there's certain strengths and I won't go so far as weaknesses, but but we both bring something different to the table, which is really good. So Mm. although Jennifer's the face of a lot of it, um, behind the scenes, then I probably have a little bit more input into various bits and pieces. Mm. And it's just a balance between us about what we can both bring to the table. Mm. And sometimes it's doing things like this and conversations behind the scenes in this kind of I guess format in exactly. many ways just talking about ideas talking about how we can refine things mm. and and that's kind of what we do mm. in order to make things happen absolutely inspired action inspired conversations the first thing I want to kick off how do I balance it well I very strategically have to separate out time to focus so for me as a creative person I kind of classify myself as an educator that means I have to feel that I've got a message to say and a point to it I have to be passionate about the point that hopefully might help somebody one person out there listening and so for me I need to get into a particular flow where I have no distractions so that could well be the first step how do you keep the creative flow will actually set apart time for that focus. We were speaking in our mastermind recently, which is a group of people, we've got about 50 people who are working with us for the next 90 days till we get towards Christmas. And one of the topics was time management. And we deep dived into this concept that it's not time management. You do not need another diary. You do not need another structure of somebody's 
saying this is how you do your work week or what that you need a focus management tool you need something that says at this time this is my focus the phone's going away you know the computer's getting turned off people I'm not having people around me because you will get your flow your inspiration in those quiet moments there's a reason why people get inspiration in the shower it's because you're doing something mundane your brain is an autopilot and then all the inspirational thoughts can come to you yeah I think that you need to schedule your time so that you can make things happen and absolutely when you're trying to be creative putting yourself in a zone where you can avoid distractions hopefully where maybe if you have kids your other half can take charge of them or if necessary you throw them in front of a tv for a little while (laughs) whatever happens to work for you in your household I think is important when you're being creative it's the same as things like working out if you don't Mm. really do it currently and you feel like you should Mm. and you should you should do something (laughs) it's good for you if you don't schedule it if you don't put in your diary that you're going to do something at a particular time then the day runs away and it never happens so for anything that's important to you it's worth looking at your calendar and saying Mm. I'm going to slot it in but also don't be someone that differentiates between a weekday and a weekend. Mm, you shouldn't mm. be sitting there saying, oh, it's the weekend, so therefore I do nothing. I have time no, off. No, because you could get inspiration. It could be the perfect setting. Exactly. And whether that's working out or whether that's creative or whatever it happens to be, it doesn't. obviously you want to spend more time on the weekends with your family and do those things that you don't have time for potentially mm, due mm. to day jobs. But it doesn't mean that you should unschedule the entire day yep. and have the whole time off. There's a whole two days there Mm -hmm. that you can choose to get specific things done in little windows of time. Absolutely. And especially important when you're maybe balancing a day job or duties, responsibilities in that way. And for me, I'm talking about the scheduling part. You put it in your calendar because it's important to you. So like I decide during the week, right, I'm going to, I need to research a video. We need to research a podcast so we don't just turn up and go, what should we talk about today? Oh, let's wing it. You know, we need to be in a creative flow of what topics we feel could benefit. We wing it a little bit when we're here. (laughs) No, this is just a chat. We we have a framework and then we We have notes, we have topics. But you have to have the topics in the first place. You have to have some kind of idea of what you're talking about. So Mm. you've got somewhere to go. Mm. And as you mentioned earlier, it's about having a message and a purpose for what you're saying and making sure you deliver on that so without the thought process without the planning and without some element of framework you're Mm. not going to get to a point you're not going to get to a purpose absolutely and so for me schedule it and I'm very clear about what times work best for me so if I need to be in and they call it deep flow there's a couple of books all about you know being deep flow it really just means that you're solidly focusing it's that the world is on around you you completely unaware but you're able to commit and then ideas come to you I actually find I'm at my best earlier in the day there's actually a genuine thing called decision fatigue you might recall this Matt that you know Mark Zuckerberg who runs Facebook he wears the same is it same hoodie same trousers or like a combination of two like he's done that for most of his adult life yeah you've and, seen a few successful people that um, do things like that yeah. decision fatigue is very real but but they do that because well he does it he says because it allows him to then make decisions about business rather than deciding what to wear now do I think I need to wear the same outfit every week no of course not see that's the thing actually I don't think you need to wear the same thing every week Mm. but you love a prep Sunday I do love a prep Sunday (laughs) so tell people what prep Sunday is Prep, (laughs) prep Sunday is well it's a Sunday it's most Sundays and the focus of that day is getting the house organized I meal prep 
landscape. Um, we'll sort out the kids' uniforms and what they're going to wear. We'll also clean the house. It's very ritual-based. Is that maybe... Like, it's a traditional kind of Sabbath, if you like. Old school, clean the house down, let's make sure the week's set. I love it. It well, really just set me up. I think it sets you up for the week ahead. But also, like someone like um, Zuckerberg yep. or even... Steve Jobs back in yeah, the day, yeah, lots exactly, of other people. Like you don't have to wear the same thing, but what you can do on Sunday is decide what you're wearing each day later in the yes, week. You exactly. can actually bring in a lot of your decisions onto that prep Sunday. You can meal plan. You can meal prep if you want. To. Yep, yep. You can organize kids' lunches. You can organize your schedule. Absolutely. And by doing all of that, then what you're what you've happened to have done is taken away a lot of the decisions that you might have during the week, mm. which means that your brain is less tired from mm. those decisions, and therefore it should be in a better place for creativity mm. and for bringing to the table whatever it is you want to do. Absolutely. So you don't have to wear the same outfit, but you can. <laughs> you just need to know what you're doing exactly, and just well, the the week kind of happens organically anyway. The kids have school or you know nursery and work commitments. Those kind of structures are there so like if I set myself up so that anything else on top any inspiration the quiet times I get are then mine they're then my focus I've often sat down sometimes you know Matt and I will be across from each other and I'm, I'm taking out an hour or two hours to focus and I'll put my headphones on with just a really nice meditational music on you know Spotify and again that I'm learning as you know like any artist or creative will tell you they tend to learn what is their environment that incites them you know what I mean so if your thing as well I might put on meditational music or quiet music put my headphones on I might watch videos to inspire me I might be reading a book that inspires me I'm open to all inspiration I think a good set of noise cancelling headphones oh amazing works best thing sometimes even you you don't need anything on you can just put them on and suddenly (laughs) it just deadens the world around you just people think you're listening to stuff I know so what else do you like for your creative flow we talked about scheduling and actually one of the things that you like to schedule Mm -hmm. or put in your diary Mm -hmm. you like morning pages yes now we've mentioned this before I'm sure but what is morning pages now it's something that I've not done yet um, I can see the value. Are you, are, you, are you starting to titter? Do you think you're going to get? It I there? think I might give it a go, but <laughs> let's let's if we've covered it before, let's refresh people's yeah, yeah, memories. Yeah, we've it if a we haven't times. covered it, or they've forgotten, then or you're new. Hello, if you're new. Hi. <laughs> Morning pages. What is it? Okay, so it's a there's a very famous woman called Julia Cameron. She oh, I want to say thirty years ago, nineteen ninety something. Never heard of her. Never heard. <laughs> So very famous. <laughs> She's heard of you. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, she produced this book off the back of classes and seminars that she was teaching in America to artists. So she designed an artist recovery course. Stay with me, people. Her thing was teaching people how to be better artists. She knew about the writer's block, artist block, because it's a real thing. The inspiration just isn't coming. And she wanted a recovery course, a kind of group therapy that you could go through with other people or yourself and that would teach you to get in touch with your inspiration. And in some way, you get to realise all the tools inside your own head, as in, you know, where your inspiration comes from. Anyway, summary is, there's a book called The Artist's Way, very famous book by her. A lot of people cite it as their inspiration or nudge in the right direction. The lady who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, she mentions it. Russell Brand mentions the course as well. She's still around, you know, Julia Cameron's still around that you can follow her as well. She's doing courses all the time. It's a 12-week course, this book, and in it, one of the key tools that she 
says commit to for 12 weeks is morning pages. And the simplest way I, you know, use it is when I wake up, I make a cup of tea, I get in my zone, it's quiet, the cats are asleep, Matt's asleep, the kids are asleep. And you just write, it's meant to be for three pages, but literally you keep writing all the thoughts that are in your head, anything at all. So it could be, oh, I'm really tired today. Oh, I fancy a cheese sandwich. Oh, and I actually find that after a while, you'll get into that nice little part of your brain where you don't care what you write. You're just kind of telling a story or speaking about your day or your worries. Um, People really love them because it's a way of offloading your thoughts. Like when you wake up, you might have been dreaming, you might have been thinking, you're kind of getting rid of the baggage before you start start of the day. But the other thing that I have found wonderful, I ask questions in my morning pages. She encourages you to do that. Think about questions, kind of like meditation prayer a little bit, like putting it out there. And I've had some of my best answers to questions just because I've allowed whatever flow, you know, what feels right to come about of them. Well, I think it's one of those things, as I said, I've not done it, but I can imagine that it starts off with pretty mundane things. Like you've got an itchy foot or what's that smell or whatever it happens to be. And you you, you keep writing down different things about maybe what you thought about in your dreams or whether your clothes are comfortable Mm, or whether mm. a cat's bothering you, whatever it happens to be. Yeah, exactly. But I can imagine that once you start to wear that out, then you start to write down other things like maybe, oh, today I think about I'm going to do this. Mm, And mm. yesterday I felt this way about that. And it almost becomes a little bit diary based and a little bit forecasting based. But the longer you write for and the more you sit there, the more your brain then goes to less mundane places and more, I guess, deeper thoughts. Absolutely. And um, we've seen in our little group that people have done it. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. They've managed to get lots of different insights from it. You've had lots of insights as well. And I think from a creative point of view, you can definitely get a lot of insights and a lot of thoughts about maybe what's going on in the back of your head and the things mm. that you don't really access. Absolutely. So it seems to be really valuable. And as you said, a lot of people have read this book, this famous book that I've never heard <laughs> of until you mentioned it. But it seems to be, it gets a lot of value for mm. the people that read it. There was a, I was doing a Peloton app. So I've moved on to doing Peloton. I don't have the bike yet, but it's one of my workout habits. And it was a Hamilton playlist today. So Hamilton, the musical. And the quote from Hamilton was, listen, uh, listen more, smile more. Or is it speak? Talk less, smile more. That's it, right? So the flip side being, that's it. Say it again. Talk less, smile more. Right. Talk less as in listen more and smile more and so for me I use them as a tool to kind of listen in to my thoughts but in a good way like to you know the noise of the world is very busy I get up a little bit earlier than Matt and the kids because I quite I'm an introvert aren't I I quite like my own space not too much but I do like my own you space. You do like your own space. But also, see, mornings work for you. Mm, mm. But it actually moves us on to the next point about when you're scheduling, you need to make time for certain things. Mm. And for some people, the morning is when they're better at yes, making time yes. for being creative and getting themselves in the right zone. And for others, they prefer to do it after the day's done of work and maybe dinner's out the way. And let's say the kids have gone to bed and then yep. there's peace in the evening. So maybe you're a half seven, eight waker. Absolutely. If, if work allows it. But you're more likely to do stuff between nine and 11 in the evening. Mm. So I think it's important to not try to say, oh, successful people wake up early or they work late into the night. Mm. Successful people 
do whatever works for them. Yeah, and exactly. your body clock can change and what works for you today might not be the same in two years' time. But it's important to recognize and don't kid yourself into a system that maybe doesn't work for you. So you definitely have to make time for these creative things and make sure that you're in a zone to get the most out of it. Yeah, and the morning page is, is wonderful because I find I deload my busy thoughts. Like I can then go into the day focus. And as Matt touched upon there, you have to, as an artist or creative, figure out your schedule that works for you. Like don't just simply do something because somebody else did it. I'm, I think there's quotes like from Michelangelo that he would get a, a block of clay and say, you know, the sculptures were in there, the paint, whatever he was working on, they were already in there. It was his job to just kind of find it. And I think that's like for all of us, like your job is to find your creativity, to take the basic blocks of, right, I feel I'm really talented at educating. I, I feel that my gifts are in presenting spoken word over written word. Okay. That's just, I find it easier to talk than to write. So for me, I go in with a sense of, well, I, I know that I enjoy talking to people. So, you know, let me find the right message. Let me find the right thing. And there was somebody who mentioned like, what's the best strategy for Instagram and Facebook recently. And I loved this quote. And it? she, she basically, it was a, no, it was a video I actually post. And she went, right, I'm going to tell you the secret to Instagram and Facebook. This is exactly what you need to post. And what it all went quiet. She went, anything you <laughs> like, <laughs> right? So many people are like, oh yeah, you've got to, you know, you've got to work on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, take a Thursday off. You, you know, if you want to be successful, you need to work for 12 hours a day. You need to work for four hours a day. You do whatever you feel works best. My sweet spot actually is the one, one and a half hour mark. Do you know why? I'm tired. If I'm really being creative, I, there's only so much you can give. And I feel one and a half hours is really my absolute. And then I need to have, I need to have a sit down. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's really easy to get yourself trying to follow what other people do or trying to get all these secret answers rather than there's looking. There's no secret answers. <laughs> you, you, you should be looking into yourself Absolutely. and saying, right, what works for me? But also don't put yourself in a little box that works for you today and then decide that that's where you're going to live. Mm, and, and, that's, and that's regardless of whether it's creative or anything else. So if you're creative, and so the Mama Furfa channel is generally about finance and investing. Yes, yeah, but in also, general. it's Mama Furfa. It's your channel. Yep. If you wanted to make something on there about your favorite sandwiches, <laughs> then I you, could, it's my decision. You can. It's yep. your channel. You're not likely to because there's probably not quite the value in there that mm. you want to share with people. But the point is, it's your channel mm. and you don't have to sit in this box. And I think that a lot of people, sometimes they get themselves in a position where they put themselves in a box. And especially if you find a little bit of success, mm -hmm. then it, you find it difficult to maybe step outside of it or explore a little bit. And when you're feeling creative, if you want to be creative in other areas, then you should find yourself welcome to do that. Mm. Now, what I would say about the scheduling piece is when you're slotting in time to be creative, it's probably worth looking at how you lead into that because there's certain things that maybe you'll find make it harder for you to get into the right zone. Mm. So 
I find that after I've worked out, especially during workout, although I'm focusing on the work at hand, similar to a shower, mm. your brain can actually just wander to different places right. and come up with ideas. Yeah, yeah. And then potentially you can go straight into a creative mm, flow. Mm. Whereas I think if you've had the kids maybe in that period between dinner time and bedtime, yeah, where they're a little bit more cranky, <laughs> jumping straight into creative after that yeah. maybe isn't quite a smooth transition. Yeah, no, that's spot on. That's spot on. And one of the act, uh, you're right, naming and also framing activities in the lead up to being creative is really important. One of the best ways I find that helps me is when the kids are at school, I'll maybe take a half hour break and we'll go a walk or 45 minutes and a walk together. Some of our best conversations about life and strategy are from just going a wee walk, you know, in the Scottish sunshine and the wind and the autumn, you know, at the moment. And and it's actually walking, I find incredibly inspirational, but actually, you know, maybe even popping on a podcast or and you'll get an idea and then you forget what the rest of the podcast is about. But I've dialed into the best lead-in activities for me. Like I'm really good first thing in the morning or just as I've had my lunch, I've found out recently that kind of nice part of the week. I'm satisfied. I'm then getting ready, you know, for the end of day happening. So I'm in the right zone. And you just have to dial in and figure out what works for you. It's very personal. Well, I've just realized something. Go. Just as we're talking. Oh, oh. <laughs> so I find that when we go for a walk, mm-hmm. that's kind of my morning pages thing. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm not you like... You do talk a lot, don't you? <laughs> I, I love a little chat, but also because of you bypass the mundane, I'm not going to walk along talking about how my foot feels or always no, a bit don't. we always go deep, don't we? So you end up talking about things, but then your brain just continues to, I guess, churn along its thoughts and then you explore something. And you're right, we've come up with various thoughts mm. and ideas and direction just from walking. Mm. And I think for me, it works very similar to how the Morning Pages thing does. Yeah, she actually Where, includes it in the book, actually, Artist Way. Oh, That's well, the two tools. This famous book, about, you should read it. <laughs> it's the two tools, Morning Pages and right, going fine. for walks. We'll, we'll so link it in go. the little show notes. So <laughs> scroll but down the power of it. I absolutely love And actually, the good thing is because you could do it on your own, go for a walk. Like walking is incredibly inspirational it's the quiet time and also again it's putting your one foot in front of the other is very mundane we do it all the time but it's the focus on I've no distractions I'm going on a journey I'm doing this route I I think it's incredible I I love getting out for a walk it's different from a run so that's why get to know your activities that set you up for the right space if it's even in the morning drop the kids off at school if you've got the luxury hopping in a bath or something very self-care driven can be a really great tool for you I would even say focus on things that high vibe you okay right I know I went a little bit hippie there but stay with me some people find it incredibly beneficial to go to a completely different place in order to get into the flow like for example a lot of writers will talk about that they need to be in a location that feels like the right inspiration yeah, a lot of people have maybe a particular room with a view going yes, out to but also the view's not very up. busy mm-hmm. it's more just looking out to nothing or so a bar or you know some people might go to a spa they might just pop up their laptop or the coffee shop to get the hustle 
the people like actually be very specific about something that could inspire you you know if your home doesn't make you feel inspired well could you go to the library or could you go to a really beautiful coffee shop or get afternoon tea and sit down with your laptop or your notebook it doesn't need to be a beautiful coffee matter. shop so sometimes you can just turn up in starbucks and then, <laughs> and that then that's the, it that's the zone for you exactly so you've got the double barrel of inspiration and distraction free which i think is key and then for me it's naming the inspirational places some people if you're maybe a very gifted creator artist wise maybe going to the museum when we can when we can get there after lockdown a museum or an art gallery once a week is the pick me up for you to get your notes and inspiration for me as a content creator educator i really strongly believe that you shouldn't ask your audience what they want that is, I know it's controversial, right? I actually believe that if you are passionate about the topic that you have, you can suss out what the vibe is, maybe what's going on in the world, what feels right. Half the time, you name and claim what is right for your audience because you feel inspired and passionate. Well, I think that's something that actually, I'm pretty sure it was Steve Jobs that says, the cu- the customers don't know what they want until I tell them what they want. Or, yeah, or, I don't probably. think it was quite as harsh as that. But the whole point is people don't know what they want until you show them. Mm. So you show them what they want, what they need. Mm. And then they realize that it's important to them and they buy into it. Mm. Now, obviously, a phone or an iPad is different to potentially education mm-hmm. in certain areas. But the point is still the same. People don't know what they don't know. Absolutely. They don't know what they want, what they need. So you can present them with something that adds value. And suddenly they realize it was something they needed all along absolutely and in the mastermind another example would be i just gave a lecture about time management where we talked about focus management it came off the back of just seeing people discuss their calendars i didn't put out a poll and said right everyone tell me what are your topics as a leader or someone who wants to educate you kind of get the vibe of what people might need to serve in some way well i think the better you are as a leader as a company director um, as a manager as a creator whatever it happens to be you generally are better if you're able to look at your audience and see what their pain points are and then they're able to address them and come up with solutions. Absolutely. That leads me on to my final point, and it's probably a really important one. I'm a, a big believer that a lot of people undercharge for their services and talents. And I think this is a really key thing that could be stopping creative flow coming your way. So when we talk about charging the right amount, it's not charging the right amount based on what the customer is willing to pay. Okay, I actually mean you as a creative person will probably give your best inspired action, inspired service when you no longer have to think about money. You no longer have to deliver 10 people buying your product based on X price because I need to put food on the table. If I don't sell five of these or a hundred of these or a thousand of these at X amount, well, then you don't need to do something else. You're putting pressure on your creativity. I would rather that actually you set your prices double what you actually need so that then it frees up your time to be creative everything is ticked your house is fine you know there's food on the table you can do what you want and you can focus on being your great resource that you are i think that comes into the same area as the decision fatigue ultimately Mm. if you're fatiguing your brain with decisions or stresses or anything else and especially as you said when you're putting pressure on yourself you need to be creating new things so you can bring in an income i think that that can definitely stifle because ultimately then you're forced to do something yes and rather than finding yourself in the right zone Mm. you are 
I guess, shoehorning yourself to make something happen. And you're not going to necessarily get the best workouts. If you mm. say, right, by the end of the day, I need to make two things. Mm. Well, what if you don't have two things in your head? Oh, there's not two things to be made. Well, like, then, yeah, then, you know then you're going to be there and you're just going to hodgepodge something. You might come out of the day with two things made, but they're not likely to be your best work. Absolutely. They're not likely to be big sellers. And they're probably not going to make that much financial difference to you overall. Yeah. Because if you didn't find them resonating with you when you were creating, mm. then I can't imagine that the people out there are going to find them resonating either. Absolutely. So it is that very fine line. And you need to work out what's right for you. But would it not be better that you know you were able to charge exactly what you need to allow life to be abundant so that then money is not a thing to worry about I don't need to make money from this talent you might make money from this talent and you should but it's not like you needed this to be a success I would rather then the focus is well actually I just feel great about making this product this service I believe in it and so that would be some of my top tips for you. If you're somebody who is struggling with that, well, I feel like I'm in a job or creative flow now where, you know, everything has to be a hit. It has to sell. I have to sell a thousand. Take a step back and say, okay, what about if there was no fear of missing out here? What if there was really a way that you could connect with your best output, best service, and just temporarily put on pause the need, the kind of really heightened, I must make this successful. I think one thing that could help with that is a lot of people maybe will start a side hustle with the intention of it becoming their full-time income. Yep. And it's very difficult to manage your own excitement and everything mm. else when it starts to do well and when you can maybe throw in the towel on your day job. <laughs> but yeah. what I would say is if you find that the moment you switch from a day job and a side hustle mm. to the side hustle being the main income, if that's going to put you under pressure for a period of time, mm. maybe delay the, 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 I guess, the transition mm. between having two things. Build yourself up a buffer. Absolutely. Emergency so that when, fund, your up fund. So when you move to that side hustle as your sole income, it doesn't need to perform at a particular level. So mm. you've still got that mental space for being creative and you know that your bills and everything else are covered and you have breathing room that as long as it continues as it was, you're doing well. Mm. But also if you randomly get a dip, it's not going to destroy you financially. And it's also not going to stifle your creativity where you put pressure on yourself to do more. So sometimes as much as we all want to run towards success and run towards things that maybe inspire us more and give us more value, mm. there is a argument to say, how about if you've been working a day job for the last 15 years of your life, mm. another six months or a year, even if you could transition, maybe it's worth it if it's not that challenging for mm. you as mm. a day job, just to give yourself that buffer and those creative flows to keep going. Absolutely. And my last point before we sign off today is I would like to remind you that creativity is not something that you can get 100% right every single day. You're not going to flip a switch. It's actually a bit like the seasons of the year. You know, you're going to find there'll be times where you're absolutely inspired. So many ideas. Use that season of your creativity to log all the ideas that you have to get it all down out of your system. Understand there might be 
a summer where you're actually experiencing wealth or you know joy or fulfillment from a result of those spring moments, those new opportunities. But then there might well be some autumn and winter in your creativity journey. But maybe those seasons where things feel a little bit harder to come up with, a little bit more few and far between, what if that's just areas of your life preparing you for the next spring and summer coming along? What if it's a bit of not quite overflow, you've got a bit of lack of ideas because something else is coming down along the line. So remember, everything in life has seasons. So don't feel the pressure that you've always got to be in spring and summer. You've always got to be reaping the rewards. Keep in mind your, you know, your mind, everything you keep in mind that your mind and everything you create will have rises and falls. And that's actually the beauty of the journey as well. So I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. If you have, why not give it a five-star review? I was going to say thumbs up there. <laughs> well, you can give I it a thumbs up. Give it a thumbs up to the people up. around to you. To high five, just high five someone. Yeah, you so as you're walking along or you're in the car or whatever, just high five a window or give a random thumbs up. You might look like a weirdo, but you know but what? no, you're it's being creative, it. exactly. Um, subscribe if you haven't already. Go back and listen to some other episodes if you've missed any. And you can also find us. Where can we find us? You can find me on YouTube under the name of Mama Furfur. So you can have a little search for me there. We are both on Instagram. I'm at, at Mama Furfur. I'm at Matt Kempson. And then you can also find our family YouTube channel, which is called The Kempson House. Oh, and if you fancy, I've got a book called The Master Money Blueprint on Amazon Kindle Store and paperback. Lots of places. You're everywhere. <laughs> I know I get about it. Lots of creativity. But yeah, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. We will be back with you very soon. So thank you so much for listening. We'll speak to you very soon. Bye.